Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this Monday's Wealth Creation Show. Jim, we're going to talk about pensions here and pension pots. And we're, the, the title today is, Can You Retire Comfortably on Your Current Pension Pot? And I think the most, yeah, well, I can see obviously your answer, your reaction straight away, but I think it's important for people to realise that the Office of National Statistics, they say that the average pension pot at the moment is £37,000. Now, that's not like the yearly pension pot, that's overall. So think about what people live day to day on, on a yearly basis now on an average salary, it's about 30, is it 33,000? I think about- 33,000 is the average salary. Yeah. And you just said it there, Richard. 37,000 is what everybody's retiring on right now is their pension pot. How the hell does anybody survive on that? That's no every year. Yeah. That's only thing you've got. That's once. So are we going to talk about how for people how they could resolve this or what we're going to get what we're going to talk about today? Yeah. I mean, obviously, the amount people need for a pension pot to live comfortably in retirement and things does depend it does does depend on their lifestyle and what they aspire to do in that time and things. So and, and they might even have outstanding debt and things to clear. Because there's a different You're not be doing anything for thirty seven thousand. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's ways to to kind of estimate and count how you could have a good pension. And we're going to talk about we're going to look at state pensions, private pensions, workplace pensions. There's a lot to cover, and and we we spoke on Saturday that we're going to do this, and a lot of people might think off oh, pensions can go on, but you really need to think about this, and and these are quite some some quite interesting stats we're going to cover today. The even, pension situation, the pension situation is a ticking time bomb. Mm-hmm. And I really mean, I'm going to put it in the title, but I've already have been told off by Facebook for putting something in. Oh, you know, right. I was on Mon- I was on Monty Python and the Holy Grail, and you know that bit where they go where they go stone them, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that comedic bit. I actually said it in the comments, and Facebook pulled me up straight away and says it was inciting violence. And it's like it's in the context of Monty Python and the Holy Grail or the like of yeah. Brian, and it's like I can't believe this. So I've been told off already for putting stoneum in the actual comments. So I don't want to put uh, a ticking time bomb. <laughs> anywhere in the comments at all on Facebook because I'll no, get mailed to the wall that's and that'll right. be me off Facebook for no reason other than the fact that they've got the Facebook police automatically on your case. But it literally is the pensions for anyone. You know, a, a bit of interaction here. If you want to mention all about this and you want to talk about this in your current situation, uh, this is the first time we're going to open the floor to TikTok live. So if you want to talk about pensions and what your pension provision is and what you're expecting, what you're hoping to retire on, we can we can mention comments, same way Instagram and the same way here as well, because I think an open forum at this point in time. Now, I am not, for one thing, and you're not, Richard, a pensions advisor. No. This article is specifically word for word, and it was taken from the Times newspaper yeah. now, recently in the last couple of months. And I will post that in the comments later on for everybody to see so they can read it at your own leisure but this is how to resolve the situation this is what you probably need to do to resolve the situation we don't know your personal circumstances if you're tuning into this we don't understand where you are right now in your life and what your aspirations are hence the reason why you should always seek financial advice from a proper pensions planner and qualified advisor but I think on a point of view of opinion, just for me personally, in my situation and your situation, Richard, I think this is a good subject to talk about as, as well as everybody else. I mean, Gary actually says that there. Good topic. This is, amazes me how little attention people give to their pension. 
When I was 20 year old, You're my dad older. said to me, you should look at your pension. And I went, are you having a laugh? <laughs> it's like, I'm 20 year old. I've got 40 years to go yet. Why the hell am I needing to look at a pension right now? And I, I literally just ignored it and thought, what does he know? <laughs> what does my dad know? <laughs> at that point, my dad's debt free. <laughs> and he's a window cleaner and he's debt free and he owns his own house and he's got a, quite a lot of money. And it's like, I should have I honed into that straight away and go, wait a minute, you're a window cleaner. You're debt free. Everybody else is mortgaged up to the hill. What are you doing differently than, than what everybody else is doing at the fact that you're debt free and you're a window cleaner? And everybody else is working as area managers with banks and building societies and all the rest of it. And they're still all in debt up to their eyeballs. Then. So I should have learned some lessons in there. I should have listened right. to yeah. my dad. <laughs> yeah, he was obviously doing something right. But yeah, today's topic is the perfect topic to open up to um, and uh, people's comments and things because it is really misunderstood. Some people really have a good grasp on pensions and think ahead. Some people don't even understand it and some people just don't even think about it at all. Um, it is bury your head in the sand, isn't it? Yeah. It's like if I bury my head in the sand, it'll, I'll do it later on. I'll just do it later on. But the, the, the point about it, you'll you'll be too late later on. I'll be honest. I actually did a wee calculation for myself and I worked out if I wait 40 years and actually get a return of 13.5%, I'll be a billionaire. <laughs> 40 years. Every year. I know why I was doing that because I was looking at Charlie Munger and Charlie Munger retired at worth 2.3 billion. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, what would it take with what I've got there now to be a billionaire? And when I'm 99, when yeah. you know, when Charlie Munger passed away, it's like, what would it take to get to there? Because I'm 57 now. I thought 42 years that'll be um, okay. So 42 years, over 42 years, what have I got there now? If I just sat and did nothing and I earned a, a, the right return every single year and I didn't do anything else, I just earned 13.5%, I'd be a billionaire in 42 years' time. But instantly enough, Richard. With a 15% return, I'd be worth two billion. <laughs> How's that possible? 1.5% more over the two year, over the 42 years. And I've gone from 13.5 to 15% return every year, compounded. And it's gone from 1 billion to 2 billion. So how does it do that then? Compounding. I've just got well, obviously I know it's a compounding effect, but it's just it's amazing how it compounds so much differently just for that small amount of percentage. That's that's unbelievable. Anyway, but this is how pensions work as well, isn't it? It's compounding over the long period of time. Hence the reason why when you're a lot younger, for God's sake, do it now. And if you've got children and you've got young children and young, young teenagers, if you've got, you know, open a pension for them now. As a parent, you can do that as a trustee and you could open a pension for your children from birth. Let me say that again. You could open a pension for children from birth. And you could put money in. Your parent, your their granny and granddad could put money in. The, anybody else could put money in. And everything they get up to, it gets put in every year up to £2,880. The government tops it up with the tax up to the basic rate on top. So if you put £2,880 in for the year and everybody puts that in in the family, they get 3600 in total. They top it up to 3600 The government gives it tax free because they've got an allowance. When you, as soon as you're born, you've got a personal allowance. You could literally employ your children from birth. Yeah. A lot of people don't <laughs> know that. I didn't, even, I didn't even know this until we spoke about it a few years back. I mean, I don't have kids, but I mean, it's, it's totally like mind-boggling. I was like, I didn't know that. And I bet a lot of people don't know that. 
it's 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 amazing. So as soon as I found out about this, I ran out straight away and I got pension straight away for my children. And all I did was I put I worked it out. One's a bit older than the other, and I worked out thirty-three pound a month for Scott, forty-four pound or forty-two pound a month for Ben, and seventy-seven pound a month for Tony. And by the time they all retire at fifty-five, I will put a certain amount in, and they'll have enough. But remember, that's that's I mean, 30, 33 quid a month is really three thousand three hundred and sixty quid a year. That's all it needs to be. Now, if I do that and it grows at a certain amount, they will have a million pounds in their fund when they retire at 55 years old. Uh, by the way, I'm saying 55 years old. Yeah, I want my children to have choices. Yeah, I want my children to have choices. I want them to have the choice to do what they want to do when they want to do it. See if you love what you do right now. Fantastic. I'm really overjoyed for you. I can't have enough enthusiasm if you love what you do right now. But wouldn't it be better if you were able to have a choice whether you want to do it or not? Mm -hmm. And you'd probably love it even more if you had that choice. And I could probably say, yes, you would, because I do that as well. So I have a choice to do what I do right now. I could do it if I want. I don't need to do it. It won't make any difference to my income at all. Yeah, so you've got that. So, you've, got, you've got choices, basically. You've got options. This is why it's important to put money away to your pension every single time. Uh, just for you, even for your children, to get them started. This is a ticking time bomb. It's clearly obvious the government wants rid of pension commitments. Now, the government gives currently a full state pension for the government is currently worth £10,600 a year right now. Um, but a single person need, needs an annual income of 2800 at least in order to fund a basic lifestyle. That's according to this, this article. A, a single pensioner needs an annual retirement income of 12800 at least in order to fund a basic lifestyle, says the Pensions and Lifetime Savings Association. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Who's going to be able to retire on that? Yeah, that I was just going to say that, and that's, that's a really basic lifestyle if you're living on that. Uh, you're going to have to own your own house. Yep. You're probably going to have to live in the smallest house possible to have the A, council tax band, the, you know, the least council tax. If you've got water bills, you're probably going to have to be very frugal about how you leave, how you use your water. You're going to have to be very frugal about if you switch the heating on or no. You know, so you, all these different things. Who wants to be in that situation when they retire? You've worked all your life. And even even at that, Jim, you talk about, so if somebody's just basically banking solely on a state pension, mm -hmm. there's going to be a shortfall then, even to have a basic lifestyle. So they're going to have screwed. to have some yeah, you're going to have to you'll get you'll yeah. get pension credits, Richard. There's a minimum income that the government say you've got you get to live on. In other words, like unemployment benefit, you've got a minimum yeah. amount you're allowed. And if you earn anything less than that, including your pension, um, your state pension, because maybe you've not put enough contributions in, then you'll still be topped up to the the the, the minimum amount under under you know normal housing benefit, normal uh, income support and stuff like that, all these different rules yeah. from before. So you'll be topped up, and it's called a pension credit for pensioners. Yeah, but literally. It won't be that much. If, if people are going on right now that they can't afford to live on universal credit, person, uh, pension credit is going to be exactly the same. So the government's and the government's going to do away with pensions completely. Hence the reason why they put all the onus on companies to provide a pension, a workplace pension. Now, if you think a workplace pension is going to save you, think again. You know why it's not going to save you, Richard? Everybody else, when they retire, now this is the way it works. Okay, 
Let's look at COVID. Okay. What happened when COVID, when the government guaranteed everybody a set income, 8% of their income every single time, regardless, come hell or high water? In other words, you don't need to do anything. You can sit in the house. We'll give you that income. So what happened when they injected all that money into the system? There was, over, there was, there was obviously an oversaturation of stuff, yeah. Yeah, there was always a supply of money. There was more money than what there were goods and services. Yeah. So therefore, what happens to inflation? Rises. Yeah. What happens to house prices? They rise. <laughs> what happens to rent? They rise, definitely, yeah. Yep, everything rises. Everything goes up to accommodate the new influx of money into the system. So as the government is taking away the responsibility and passing it on to companies to do that, there will be a crossover where there'll be a huge oversupply of money injected into the system at one point in time, in that point where most of these people that have gone on company pensions retire every single time until the state pension disappears and that takes its place. And then that's when it will stabilise again. But that period of time where that extra money everybody's put away is injected into the system is when all the prices will go back up again. So if anybody sits there and tells me that house prices are going to go down in the long term, rent's going to go down in the long term, food prices are going to be, there's going to be an economic collapse. You're kidding yourself. I don't care if it's the most successful person in the world that sits and says that. They have no idea what they're talking about because they have no understanding. They don't have an understand, basic understanding, and there's probably something at the back of this, you know, in order to what they're saying and their the rhetoric and why they're saying it. But mm -hmm. As far as I'm concerned, simple economics, supply and demand, you know, we live in a capitalistic society that will never change at this point in time. You will never change this, no matter how much you try, because the people in charge run that system. Yeah. So we live in that system and that system, so every single time when you put more money into that system, prices go up to accommodate the fact that more money is going in, but the goods and services are limited as a result. Therefore, prices go up. Therefore, pensions will have to be higher in order to accommodate for that. Because literally what will happen is everybody will just retire with their company pensions on effectively less than two-thirds of what they couldn't afford to deliver in the first place. Yeah. Because that's what it's meant to be. That's what a defined, that's what a, a defined benefit system is. That's what um, um, you, the government systems are. It's two-thirds of what you what you you know earn in your normal job. That's what it's meant to be. For, and that's called the defined benefit system. A defined contribution is what we all run just now, we're private pensions. You know, we put in that, that's a defined contribution, in other words, you put a certain amount away every month. Defined benefit is a percentage of how long you've worked based on your salary and all the rest of it. And the smoke and the moon and the sun and the stars all in alignment at the same time determines how much you're gonna get. Yeah. Um, so it's a bit of dark art, um, although an actuary, and a pension advisor will be able to tell you what that is. So get advice if you don't understand where you are right now with your pension, so you can actually for so you can forecast to know where you want to be. That's the key here. But in essence, it's two thirds of what you couldn't afford to live in the first place. And most people go, but I'll not have my mortgage anymore. I'll not have my car payments anymore. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute. Are you planning to be broke for the rest of your life? Because <laughs> effectively, that's what it sounds like. Because the first way to being broke is actually to start cutting back on costs. Because yeah. once you start cutting back on costs, your income no longer goes up. And therefore, the only way you're going is down. Because costs are going to continue to go up. 
but your income's not going up because you're cutting back on costs all the time. So you need to work it away in order to how you can leverage your income more. And this is what we talk about side hustles all the time, how important it is. Yeah. How important it is to have something else outside which earns money. Now, that could be an investment policy, that could be uh, an ISA, that could be uh, that could be your pension provision. The difficulty about pension provisions for me when I was younger was I didn't like the fact that I never got access to this um, this money until I was 55, yeah. 65 years old. And I thought, I'm not going to put all that money away. To I might not even... At that point in time, I didn't actually think I would get past 40. <laughs> right, okay. Genuinely, that's what I thought. And I thought, I'm going to put all this money in to get to 40 and actually get nothing out of it. Because I'll be, be, I'll be dead at that time. That might be a, it might be the thought process a lot of people. I mean, when you think about pensions and people might not like investing too much in them, they think well will i make it or i'm going to have to wait all this time to get that back yeah maybe that's that's an off-putting thing i think for people. okay let me talk about the average lifespan the average lifespan yeah. is 80 years old so for the most people 50 percent of us are probably even more are going to live past their pension age definitely mm -hmm. because the average is 80 year old the average retirement at this point in time according to the office of national statistics is 65 for a man and 64 for a woman so literally you're going to work all your life up to that point to have 15 or 16 years of quality life after that. But if you've not put away enough money for your pension provision, you ain't retiring. You're working till you die. And there's a lot of people working past the re retirement age because- the statistics, when I, the statistics when I used to, I used to talk about this all the time. I used to do presentations about this, you know, 30 years ago. When I first started, my mentor started as well. We used to do presentations to tell people about this, what's coming this ticking time bomb is coming of, of you know retirement that's ironic eh? um, i must something must have sunk in because at 25 years old yeah. that's when i that's when my journey started um and i started to really focus on the, the future and building wealth as a result so thank god for my mentors at that time and what they used to tell me but they said you know basically what happens is i think it's something like 36 percent of people at that time uh, of no i think 95 percent of people do not, um, you know, can't afford to retire, basically. So 5% yeah. is wealthy um, and something like the 5%, 4% financially free, 1% super wealthy. That's mm -hmm. never changed. There's still a 95% group and a 5% group. Now, out of the 95% group, 54% retired probably on what they couldn't afford to live on in the first place, two-thirds of what they couldn't afford to live in the first place. Uh, I think 36% actually didn't even make it or something to that effect. Um, they died. Yeah, at that point. And, and it's something like a small amount, like 5% had to continue to work. So don't, you know, I know I know the numbers don't tie up exactly, but there is a proportion. An idea but instantly enough, one in three never made it to their pension age. They died before then. It's like, my God. But then they died. And then if you're going to die, what about the person you've married? You what know, you what are they for? living on? Yeah, what provision have they yeah. got? Yeah. I mean, what are you leaving them? Absolutely nothing. So for me, typical man, I have a responsibility to my family. You know, yeah. this is this is my mindset. I've got a responsibility for my wife. I've got a responsibility for my children. Um, yeah. I don't care whatever job they've got. You know, they've got, you know, they've got really good jobs and all the rest of it. Yeah, okay. A really, a, a really good job. That's, that sounds weird. I think from your it's point of view, it's really good. Okay, um, that's another question. As, as a parent, yeah. 
Um, aye, really good in Joe. I'm not really sure if that works. Uh, anyway, so that's that's fine. But what happens when they get on later on in their life? You know, they need some sort of provision anyway, because it's the old thing about, you know, you, you do. This is what happens. This is how people think they're become, we're going to become wealthy. If you ask most of the people in a survey, it was done, um, you know, a few years back, but it's probably still applicable today. You say to them, how do you think you're going to become wealthy? Most people will say, win the lottery. Mm-hmm. You see it when we put a house on. Oh, I'd love to have that. If I win the lottery. Win the lottery, I'll buy that, yeah. Every single time. Yeah, all the time. So my question is, one in 15 million actually win the lottery, according to that at that time. It'll be a different statistic now, but it's still way out there. The chances yeah. you win the lottery are pretty remote. Um, the other one is, the next one in line, everybody said in the survey was, well, I'll inherit the money. All right, okay. So who do you want to die then? Ultimately, that's what you're waiting on. Yeah. Who do you want to die to inherit the money then? When you think about that. So win the lottery, no chance, to a slim chance. Inherit money, who do you want to die? So so these are the top two everybody thinks are actually going to make wealth. They're going to build wealth at it. These two things. Delusional. Completely delusional. This is why we have to make sure we put away a proper pension vision. This is why I'm doing it for my children now. This is why I've got them putting their money away now in a pension as a side hustle over and above. So the and the reason, yeah, the reason for <laughs> Sean says <laughs> the mother-in-law. The mother-in-law. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> nice one, Sean. Thanks for chipping in. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so the, the reality of that is you have to provide for your children. You have to give them some sort of provision because literally when they retire, it'll be even worse for them because there will be no government pension for them at all. And the company pension that we've just talked about, they won't be able to retire as comfortably as you think because the cost of goods and services will rise over these years and they won't be able to, they, their pension won't be able to keep up with that. It's it's fact. As we go on, as people live longer and longer, there's more care provision needing put in. There's higher taxation on individuals. And we are potentially the people, the prime people. And I really mean we, because the middle middle class, you know, the middle earners are the one that yeah. gets nailed the most. Because if you can if you can take a pound extra off each of them and you've got six million of them, you've got six million quid. But if you take 10, 15,000 off, uh, you know, 50 millionaires, it's not going to be that much in comparison to that. Mm-hmm. So this is why the, this is why we're going about tax the rich, tax the rich, but you're not going to get tax the rich because the rich are only that rich. In essence, the rich only earn enough to survive and they're up to date in their eyeballs. It's the, it's the, it's the wealthy you need to tax, but unfortunately you'll never tax the wealthy because wealth is not taxable. Yeah. And it's, you're never going to get through that. So this is what we need. This is what you need to do. UK state pension is ten thousand six hundred. That is a fact. Single pensioner, according to the, office, the the Pensions and Lifetime Savings Association, said you need twelve thousand eight hundred even just to survive. Assuming you qualify for full gov- the full government amount at two hundred and two hundred three pound eighty five a week at present, or the ten thousand six hundred, this means you'll need to find at least another two thousand two hundred a year in personal savings to fund retirement. Adding to this, 
You can only gain access to your pension uh, around about um, age 66, soon to be 67. Mm -hmm. As a result, most people are opting for private pensions, from which you can usually start relation cash at the age of 55. That is rising to 57. See what we're doing here. See what the yeah. government's doing here. Pushing it up and up, yeah. Yeah, every single time. We have to, they're having to fund all these things. They're having to fund all care provision. You know, I mean, do you want your granny to suffer? Um, that's the reality. Do you want them to suffer? No. Well, we're going to have to fund for them. We're going to have to find a place for them. We're going to have to, you know, do you want your children to actually, do you want to have to pay for education? Probably not, because that's not the way forward. So you need to make sure the education system funded properly. Do you want to pay for your police service, your fire service, and your, all the rest of it? No. Well, that has to be funded. So you have to fund all these different things. And that's what taxation is there for. That's only going to get bigger and more creative in how the government do it. And eventually, they're just going to go for everything. Look how they went for dividends. Dividends never used to be taxed at all. And then they taxed them. And then they're taxing, uh, they're taxing dividends on pension funds as well now. I really didn't know that. Yeah, yeah they do. They tax dividends on pension funds now to get that even more money. And then they're taxing capital gains. And then they're taxing, and then they're taking away capital gains allowances, and then we're taking away dividend allowances. So, you know, at some point in time, there's going to be nothing left to get. This is almost like raiding, this is like selling off the silver in the family. You know, you've only got you've only got a finite amount of resources in, in, in order to survive. So you you sell, you sell everything off. This is how most businesses die. This is how Tillis Russell, the papermakers, went to the yeah. wall. Because when I was with Tillis Russell, all they kept doing was selling off the land for housing. And at some point, I remember at a board meeting we were talking, and, I, and, and I, it was either me or someone else said, at some point, we're going to run out of stuff to sell off. We're going to have to make some sort of provision for long-term investment in this company. And Tillis Russell's no more. Yeah. And most big manufacturing companies are no more as a result of that. So this is why the prime example of the manufacturing companies and the investment and the, the the investment in the future for them is exactly the same example of us and the investment we must make in our future as well in our pension provision. It's the most tax efficient way possible, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I think th th what you've, you're saying there, Jim, and, and what I already think anyway, when you talk about workplace pensions and, and the state pension, if, if it's still around when even I retire or if you're going to be eligible for it, you should really just be looking at them as a supplement to what yeah. you've already got and, and your personal pension and other side hustles, whether you've got a portfolio and something else generating income or setting you up in your, in your uh, later years, you, you don't bank on the state pension or the workplace pension. God forbid, Richard. I, I reckon one. Yeah. I reckon one day the Bank of Bank of UK will turn around and say, "We just can't afford pensions anymore. We're decided to yeah. stop." <laughs> that's yeah, it. That, that, it's that, it's that, fundamental, is that? I don't think they'll. I think they'll come a time where they'll just say, "We've not got any money left. We're skint. We're broke." And then we'll look at every other country in the world and they go, "We're broke as well." And then we'll wonder what we're, we'll wonder what we're going to do next. And it's like all the people that have actually managed to put away some sort of provision or some sort of income that's not dependent on the ability to perform later yeah. on their life will manage to survive and they will have at least some sort of comfortable lifestyle, whereas everyone else will have to continue to work until they die. That's not a great prospect. I was just going to say that's a scary prospect to think about. Yeah, I'm, I'm 57, right? And I'm 57 and I'm thinking about 
all these guys that do intensive labour, you know, when they're doing their work, really heavy duty stuff, and I think, God almighty, I don't think I'll be able to do that anymore. I remember, you know, with me being a landlord and starting off in my early days, I remember I used to huff the fridge freezers and washing machines up and down the stairs myself on a on a on a barrel, you know, and I used to take them up myself. And you know, yeah, then somebody else <laughs> I know somebody else used to somebody else used to help me as well, you know, after a period of time we used to both take them up together. But see lifting a couch or lifting a washing machine now with someone, geez, that's that's hard going. And that's intensive on your body. And your body sometimes won't be able to cope with that. Therefore, it it wears out quicker. Uh, You want a bit more, you know, better quality of life. Hence the reason why uh, Musk talks about automation a lot. Because because the reality is that at some point in time, we're all going to have to, we're all going to have to have some sort of quality enjoyment. And and I think we're going to have to get to the precipice first and look into the abyss before it actually changes. So let's look, you know, Richard, you pulled, you pulled together some figures about looking at private pensions. Yeah. Um, but first of all, let's talk about how, how, how you can take an income from your private pension. Again, yeah, this is, again, this is from the article for the Times. Yeah. So let's look at that. How do you take an income from a private pension once, you, once it's due to mature? Okay. So yeah, yeah, like you say, Jan, before uh, thinking about how much income you're going to actually get from your private pension or even your work pension pots and things, you need to think about the different ways you could take actually actually take the money out of there. And um you can take twenty five percent of your total retirement savings at tax free. Uh, and that's you could do like a lump sum thing as well. But you could also yeah. do what about pension pension drawdown, uh, Jim? That's what that's that's what it's referred to as the twenty five percent. Yeah, I mean that's you can withdraw some tax-free money directly from your pension. It's up to the twenty-five percent. Uh, remain the remainder invested in in, in the same plan. Uh, Long-established rule uh, to avoid taking out more than uh, you just avoid taking out more than four percent every year. 4%, uh, yeah. So your funds last as long as you might need them. In other words, the planning, the pension provision is actually planning you just living for another twenty-five years. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know about you, but at sixty-five year old. I'm trying to achieve 150. <laughs> yeah, well. I've got another. I've got another what, 85 years. <laughs> yeah, I've got another 85 plan, years. Yeah. I've got to fund myself. I'll have to. I'll have to sit with a begging bowl outside my kids' houses, <laughs> just asking for money every time at, the, at this rate. But Gary, Gary puts this very carefully. Now, listen to this. This is key because yeah. I, I believe this 100% what Gary said there. State pension will be means tested within the next 20 years. Start yeah. with a high threshold so, not, so that many really don't complain about it. You've nailed it, Gary. You're on the money there. And then the threshold won't rise with inflation, just like allowances, personal allowances. Yeah and suck us all in and it's like what he said there i've discarded it completely from my plans and so have i yeah. i have if i get a state pension at you know the ten thousand six hundred, which we're on track to get and we're more than likely we'll get it it will be a bonus. bonus yeah i never ever planned for a state pension for me as i said before in successive shows this was all about monte carlo or bust if i am not a millionaire by the time i retire i deserve everything i get Mm-hmm. I'm good. I made it. <laughs> yeah, that could all change. 
unusual. You know, in a flash, yeah, everything could disappear. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not planning on that happening because I've kind of got everything built as safe as houses. Excuse the pun. Um, income as safe as houses as well. And um, but here's another way you can actually, um, you can actually take your pension. Um, so that, that was, was pension drawdown. So that's your tax free up to twenty five percent. So what is an, an annuity? Annuity. Well, yeah, some people get confused with this. What's Richard? What is an annuity? So annuity is money in your uh, pension that can be exchanged for an annuity. So it's a financial product which pays you a fixed amount, uh, and it pays that out for until, ideally, until the rest of your life. Your, your life ends. For most people, it's a nice safeguard. It's yeah. like you know, for the next thirty years, or or, or until you until you die. They usually yeah. say until you die because an actuary is worked out. Um, now the reason I know about actuaries and all this that I actually started at Standard Life, and I was going to be training to be an actuary um, mm -hmm. in pensions at that time. Uh, thank God I got out of that. <laughs> it's like apparently everybody says to be an actuary you've got to have your brain removed and a different brain put in um <laughs> you know that's how that's what actuaries are like uh, sorry uh, sorry michael craig if you're out there mike craig because he's an actuary with standard life um so an actuary is the person that calculates how long people are going to live um and and and, and what the pension pot is and if you give me say three hundred thousand, i'll give you uh, three thousand pounds for the next 30 years something to that effect yeah. you know that's kind of how they do it um but again financial advisor will tell you what that is and how that will be personally i'm not a big fan of uh, annuities because um i don't know much about them but i've always worked out if i live if i uh, the return isn't enough for the amount i'm going to give them yeah so in other words, at one point in time, you're getting actually, you're getting the pension annuities. It used to be on the back of the Financial Times, um, what everybody was giving you. And it's something like, if you gave us 100,000, we would give you 10,000 pound a year for the rest of your life. Something like that, or 5,000. But I think it's down to about two or 3,000 now for the rest of your life, because everybody's expected to live a lot longer now. Yeah. So if you're 2,000 a year for 100,000, you, you, you really, in order to get your money back, you've got to live 50 years. So what they what they're doing is they're this is a bet really this is like bet fear <laughs> where you're, where like you're betting against like the gamble, you're yeah. betting yeah you're betting against a new company you're betting yeah. against Standard Life you're betting against Prudential you're betting against Scottish Widows you're betting against you know Fidelity Investments you're saying I'll take your annuity I'm thinking I'm going to live longer so you're probably going to have to pay me a lot more money in terms of my return but I think what happens after the annuity is uh, once it goes you've lost it mm -hmm. in other words. Um, a classic example is we took Elaine's money out of, standard, out of Diageo. Diageo, yeah. Now, Elaine had 150 grand in Diageo as a surrender value, mm -hmm. but they were promising her that they would give her uh, like 3,000 or 4,000 pounds for the rest of her life. And then when, when she died, it would give me 2,000 for there. And then when I died, there'd be no money left. That would just mm -hmm. stay with the, the, the pension pot. And, and I thought to myself, well, if you've got 150 grand and you're giving Elaine four grand, um, I've no got my. My calculator here. I have here. I've got my calculator. No, if you're given, if you're given only four grand, literally, if you're given four grand a year, twenty-five. Uh, you're saying that Elaine has to live for twenty-five. Uh, twenty-five. That's About forty years, and it's sixty-five. Yeah. Good. So Elaine's got forty years. Elaine's Elaine has to live to one hundred and five to get that money. 
Yeah. The chances of that when the average age of average age of death after retirement is 80 year old is very, very minimal. Yeah, because 40 years at 4,160 grand. So. And then the very fact that, you know, if she pops her clogs before then, I get two grand. That's even worse. And then if yeah. we pop our clogs, if I pop my clogs, there's nothing left. So if any money's left there, it doesn't go to the kids. It gets kept by Diageo, their pension fund. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, well, if anything happens to us, let's get the money out. If we put it in our private pension yeah. or Elaine's private pension, at least we could leave it to accumulate in wealth. And if we need it, we need it. We don't, we don't. We just leave it there. And if we die, it goes straight to the kids. Yeah. There's 150 grand for them. And it's the same with mine. I think mine's 200,000. Mm -hmm. So mine's is used as a tax, um, a good tax planning. That's how I use yeah. my pension. It's a good tax planning measure. So it's 100, 180 grand, 200,000. So again, if we pop our clogs, it goes to the kids. Um, and that's that's the that was the whole point of it. Uh, you'd be... Um, I, but it would be 2000 until you're 150, Jim. <laughs> you got a good point, Gary. If I left till 150, they'd have to pay me 2000 for the yeah. till I'm 150. Yeah, you got a good point. Uh, and it will be index linked as well, by the way. But we had to go through a whole rigmarole to get out of that. And this carry on about George Osborne saying you could just take your pension out anytime you want and spend it on anything you want is bullshit. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got to be assessed before you do that. Before In other words, yeah. you've got to have a proper advice because everybody was going, oh, I can just take it out and buy a Ferrari. I have no money left and the state will have to provide from it. No, it's not that easy. Because that, that's what was happening at the time. And then they went, no, no, we're going to put financial, we're going to put financial controls in place. The, the Financial Services Authority or Financial Conduct Authority said that you've got to go to an advisor that specialises in this. And that advisor has to advise whether you can come out of your company pension and go into a private pension or whether you can't. And if they say you can't, you're not getting to do it. We're not allowing you to do it. Um, that's that's the key from the, the way it works now. We were allowed to come out because obviously our assets are way beyond what that pension is. Um, so they knew that straight away. We still had to pay for the, the advantage of doing that. So that's what an annuity is. I'm not yeah. a big fan. I was just going to say, you say you're not an, a fan of annuity, Jim, but then what about a lot of people I know do a combination of both a pension drawdown and then they do onwards for that the annuity, so it's like a combination of the both. What's your thoughts on, on that? I mean, I know that it's a, quite a common thing for people to do. Yeah, take the 25% and then do the annuity. And then do the annuity, yeah. It can, but again, as I said, you know, for me, it's, it buys less of an annuity because you've got less money in there. Um, but for me, I'm, I'm not a big fan. It's like, to me, it's just betting. Mm -hmm. But to other people, it's, it's certainty, and they don't mind about that. But to me, it is a bet. You're yeah. betting against a annuity company. You're going to live longer to make more money with that annuity, whereas they're no daft. Mm -hmm. they, the house always wins. Why do you think they're all still in business and they're making billions of pounds every year? Because the house always wins. I'm just looking for some uh, questions in that or some comments. So just talk amongst yourself, Richard, um, if you want to go into another subject. No, you're fine. Yeah, I... I just I know that the combination of the both is quite a common thing for people to do, and, and I've seen um, I've seen it being like that. That's what they plan to do when they, they retire. They get the cash sum, and then they've got the ongoing annuity thereafter. Obviously, you're not a fan, but you could also I mean you can also do like cash lump sum, and you could withdraw. Um, could you could withdraw the whole lot as, as cash, and then you choose how you spend it and things, and that's after that twenty five percent allowance. Yeah, and that's fine. You can withdraw well, the 25%. You're going to get taxed. But remember, everything you're withdrawn is taxable. Yeah. 
So you've got your basic, uh, uh, at this point in time, you've got 10,600 if you're entitled to the full allowance for the pension. Yeah. And then everything you withdraw on top of your pension after that then goes into your tax. So you, then you get 12,600 or 12,500 of your allowance off, and then yeah. everything else is taxable like a normal wage. So they're giving you the money back on your pension top up when you're getting it. Mm -hmm. But the difficulty is when you start to draw it down, you'll get taxed on it anyway. So they'll get you that way. Uh, I think personally, when you're coming into your twilight years, when you're actually about to retire, I think you should be pumping as much money in there as possible, uh, especially if you're a director of a company, because then you could boost your pension. And then when you take out that 25% tax free, yeah. it's not taxable. So it's a, it's a, it, now you have to work out with a financial planner exactly if that's worth it or not. But I think there's a huge, there's a huge boost, a huge boost, especially if you're a high rate payer as well. You can bring yourself down to the lower rate, so you get the advantage of paying a lower rate tax, and you get the boost of the tax on top of it um, into your pension fund. And therefore, when you take out the twenty five percent tax free, that money you're getting in the last couple of years that you're pumping in from earning um, is actually is actually another way of making money out of the system. Did you know? Did you know you can take out dividends at 8.75%? You can put that into your pension and get the addition of 25% on top of that. Really? I bet a lot of people yes. that. Everybody never knew that. Yeah. You can take dividends out at 8.75% up to the threshold so you don't hit the 33% dividend tax. You can take out 8.75%, you can put it into your pension and get topped up by 25%. You have just made money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And added on to your pension. That is a great way to do it. And and these are all these are all plausible things. And this is like Hillary Clinton standing there and going, You're taking advantage and you're you're avoiding tax and all the rest of it. And uh, Donald Trump stands over to Hillary Clinton and says, uh, but it's all your pals that have put it in place and they're all doing it as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's all your donors. And that's exactly what the government's doing. It's all the people that they that pay for their donations for their parties and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. They're all doing it. And that's why it doesn't get taken away. I think it's not right, but that's the system we operate in now. Yeah, and if that's the system, you'd be well taking advantage of that. Absolutely. It's good tax planning. Yeah. So I, sp I spoke back at the beginning there, Jim, about obviously the Office of National Statistics and things saying that 37,000 was, was the, the average, and the average pension savings for people aged about 55 um, and up to state pension age is almost about 37,000, according to the latest figures for the, the national statistics. So, I mean, what regular income could we really get for 37,000? I mean... Uh, a quick question on TikTok. Did yeah, you say you could put a pension into a trust? I don't know is the answer to that. Um, it could be a possibility, but you need to speak to a proper pensions advisor. Um, so. You had said, Richard, you had said there, what is £37,000 of a pension pot give you? That 37000 is the average pension pot, mm -hmm. according to the National Office of National Statistics, if people have right now 37000 My God, we can't even live on 33000 which is the average mm -hmm. salary for most people. How the hell are we going to retire on 37000 I do not know. But the so, average pension savings for people aged 55 and up state pension, 37000 according to the National Statistics, what regular income can you do? Well, if you took 25%, for example, tax free. So you do the drawdown, yeah. Yeah, that would give you 9,250 to spend or save or invest elsewhere. 
then you'll be left with 27,750. The estimated annual income would then be around about £1,110 a year or £92.50 a month. Sorry? £92.50 a month. Yes, a month. That literally doesn't even cover your heating bill, by the way. Mm-hmm. And that's before tax. Dearie me, I'm, I'm, I think this is, I, I, I am having a laugh at this because it's the old thing, you either, you either laugh or you'll cry because yeah. it's like, oh my God, you're joking. £92.50 a month after tax if, you, if you're on the average. Most people in this country are on that. That is the average. There's 50% on, there's 50% above, there's 50% below. Even worse, 50% below. Oh my God, they, they've got no chance. Mm-hmm. So this is where the government have actually predicted they've got a huge burden to actually take that on. So assuming you retire at age 66, when the pension, state pension age kicks in, you can choose to withdraw 4% a year. Added to the full state pension of 10,600 a year, exactly, it yeah. means your total, total annual income, annual income will be 11,710. Broken down over the year, that would be £976 a month. As this is... As this is Within each individual personal allowance of twelve thousand seven hundred five hundred and seventy, there will be no further tax to pay. If you choose not to take the twenty five percent lump sum, your annual income, your private pension would be um, one thousand. <laughs> yeah, I had to take that again. Eh? Your your annual income would be one thousand four hundred eighty yeah. quid. Annual income one thousand four hundred eighty quid. That's one hundred twenty three pound a month based on an annual. 4% withdrawal. This would take your total income at £12,080 or £1,007 a month. Thank God we're going over £1,000. Yeah. Um, literally, £1,000 a month you'd have to survive on. And including the state, that's including state pension. Yeah, uh, this would still be within your personal allowance. How many people at this point in time could survive on £1,000 a month? It would be a very basic living. I didn't think anybody would survive on that. Uh, if anything, yeah, you'd need the state to you'd need the state to come in. Mm-hmm. You'd need them to you'd need them to join up. Um, you'd need to take pension credits. You'd need to have housing benefit. Yeah, the time you find the key there. Um, actually, Peter goes on. The scariest thing is young people are opting out of pensions. That's mental. That's crazy. If you're a young person right now and you've got a job, okay, even if you even if you know got a job, put money away right now in a pension. Yeah. Even no matter what it is, discipline yourself to do it. And then that money stays in that pension every single time you do that. And you don't miss it because it's always there. If you get a salary rise, put that in your pension. Away, yeah. So you don't miss it. And then you curb yourself to, you know, to do that. And that keeps going into your pension every single time. But young people, sometimes they're up and out. Now, I'll opt out our company pension. I don't need it because I'm a director. We'll, I'll just pay myself, you know, a certain amount of, of a pension from the company when I need it into the pension, depending on how I want to plan it. Um, for yourself, Richard, you do you get a company pension, but you top up as well, and you should top up as much as you can. But you should also put additional voluntary contributions in yeah. over and above. Some companies say that in their criteria, so read your contract to your company that if you put a wee bit more in, they'll they'll match it. Yeah, they match it to a certain amount. Yeah, they will. Now, under the legislation, they've got to do a certain amount, but some companies are saying they'll put more in if you put more in up to a certain amount as well. So it's another big bonus. Take advantage of that, for God's sake, because the compounding wealth, as I said before, 
If I wait 42 years, earn 13.5% every single year, I will be a billionaire at 99 years old. If it's 15% return, just 15, 1.5% more, I'd be worth 2 billion at 99 years old. 1.5% more over 42 years took me from a billion to 2 billion yeah. in terms of worth. That's mental, eh? And that's the difference. Just these small incremental improvements, these small incremental gains building up every single time will make a fundamental difference overall. That's, uh, so, that's interesting, sorry, just as interesting what you said there, obviously, the question, that you, the, the, the bit that you read out that young people are actually opting out of pension. I mean, why do you think they're doing that? I mean, is that because they're thinking, well, I'd rather take the money me. now? It's me all over again at 20 year old. Christ, I've got plenty of time in my life. I need all my money now. I, I, I want the money now. I, I want to go Ibiza. I want to go on fancy <laughs> holidays. I want a fancy car. I want, you know, I want to eat out and, and I want to, you know, I'm courting a partner. So I want to wine and dine that person. Um, and I want to be, I want to be impressive. I want to get on TikTok and I, I want to show people, I want to get an Instagram and show off to people what I've got. I want my branded yeah. clothes and everything like that. There's going to be a lot of regrets for that when they're older. When they've no I, money to live Listen, with. I'm the biggest person I would say, if I wasn't where I was right now, I'd be sitting regretting it if I didn't, mm -hmm. if I didn't have yeah. a pension. Oh, yeah, definitely. And big time. Hence the reason why I've done it for my children now. I mean, yeah. my children will be probably really successful later on anyway. I don't care. I know it's there for them if they need it when they hit that age. They'll probably they'll probably value it more as well actually and and then if i need to help them i'll help them with more money for deposits for houses and stuff like that when yeah. i want to you know I'm, i learned a big lesson by my mother and father mother my mother came to me recently and said you know when we split the house up once we go we're doing our well you know there's 40 obviously and um, so what you, and i went give it to the children yeah before she even finished and she went oh that's what i thought you were going to say i went yeah because i don't want another headache for inheritance tax yeah because i'll just have to find another way to get rid of it in some shape or form and if i give it to the children then it's a potential exempt transfer for the next seven years and i'll probably call it before then they're nailed yeah. so give it to the children direct oh, i don't need it don't give me it however i said to her, you should have given me it when i needed it <laughs> that would have been more helpful yeah. and i've learned that lesson for my children so if yeah. they need something now and they've not got it then i'll help them with it that doesn't spoil them newsflash that will not spoil them that will not put them off that doesn't make any difference to them at all it's just the way it just your, your children will mirror you so if you're responsible with money and you build wealth and they see what you're doing and you work and your ethic is work your children more or less duplicate they'll what do, you do yeah they'll do the they same. become you literally how many people are a, a, an exact copy almost of their parents well yeah how many people keep see, come out with sayings and think, God, that's just like my bloody dad. That's just like my mum. It's like, you know, that's the sort of thing. And everybody says it because that's the first mirror you had when you grew up. That's what you saw every single time. That's what yeah. you mimicked. That's how you, that's what you thought the way the world worked through that person. Hence the reason why you become like them. So if you set the right example, then they will be the perfect mirror for you. And, and they say, you know, that's it ultimately. No, so if you're good at what you do and you save for the future and you invest for the future and you don't make rash decisions all the time and throw caution to the wind and all the rest of it, then your children will probably end up being the same. I'm just saying, uh, uh, Peter says, very true, people do mirror their parents, absolutely. 
you can use 25 you can use the 25 percent as a deposit for a buy to let yeah exactly yeah exactly you've said it yeah. um you know uh, i think it's uh sporly yeah sporly i'm not sure who that is though said you can use your 25 percent so some people actually invest that money in something else they buy they buy into a business they invest in maybe they invest in some people just go on a holiday it's like i always wanted this holiday of a lifetime and this is the time to get it you know good on you yeah. it's like you probably you've probably worked for it you've probably you know you've probably got the calluses on your fingers and everything like that to show all that mm -hmm. good on you i could only applaud you for for working that hard in order to build that wealth in order to get that really good pension pot i celebrate people like that so you can this thirty-seven thousand. you could also buy the annuity yeah. Now that will give you a monthly income of about 102 pounds, an annual income of about 1,227 with an annuity. And um, this is after taking the 25% uh, tax-free lump sum, assuming you start at the age of 66, uh, and a single and want an inflation-linked policy uh, whose value increases each year in line with the retail price index. No surprise I'm reading this, by the way, because I'm not an advisor. And this is straight out of this article I'll put in later on. Yeah, yeah. So the lump sum is 37,000, the drawdown after income, is uh, uh, to to just uh, um, bring that's it into that's just that that's just a recap of what you've just yeah the recap drawdown after income twenty five percent is ninety two pound fifty the annuity uh, month after income with twenty five percent tax free withdrawals hundred and two uh, assuming you withdraw four percent a year and retire at sixty six that's it so they're expecting you to last for twenty five years so if you're at sixty five just say if they're saying sixty six if you're at sixty five. 70, 80, 90. They're expecting most people to last to 90 now. That's how they're planning right, it. Okay. So they're expecting you to live to 90. So if you pop the clothes before then, you've lost money. So when you I'm, see that example. Now, <laughs> here's my irony. Eh? Did you hear that? If I pop my clothes before then, I've lost money. And that'll <laughs> really annoy me beyond the grave. <laughs> that'll oh, piss me off something rotten, knowing, to, knowing I've died and lost money. <laughs> You're dead. It's like you'll not get any wiser. Um, what does 150,000 pension pot give you? Yeah. So yeah, you went for the 37, and and obviously we've established that it isn't that great for me. When you when you run down that, the annuity uh, proposal kind of sounded better than the than the uh, the pension drawdown. But then, as you say, you're not a fan of annuity. But yeah, so if you've got the 150 grand uh, as opposed to 37, if you're taking the 25 percent. Uh, tax-free cash lump sum uh, then you would be left with a pension pot worth 112 and a half thousand all right so your yeah. estimated annual income would therefore be then four and a half thousand a year uh, or 375 pound a month before tax and that's and that's assuming that you retire at the 66. Um, that's 150 and, grand and, and that's, that's a lady's pension pot right now 150 yeah. grand well actually she takes the lump sum right she's left with 112 and you're saying with 112 she'll get 375 quid a month after tax before tax God, that's before tax yeah. and added to the full state pension that comes to that comes to just 15 grand a year yeah who can survive on 50 grand 15 grand a year yeah richard that's with the state pension and that's 150 grand you've built up. Mm -hmm. Now, Elaine, right now, is 50, she's 56. So I'm glad I got that right. She's going to say 57. Oh, I would have been murdered. <laughs> I wouldn't make it from 58. Never mind 150. So, so the reality is, 
Who can live on 15,000 a year? No chance. That's including the state pension, and that's having a that's having a hundred and fifty thousand pound pension pot right now at this point in time. And plus your state on top of that, yeah. Dearie me. So that you'd still be subject to the basic rate tax, actually, because you're over your pension yeah. allowance. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you're actually you're over your uh, personal allowance. So you'd you'd receive fourteen thousand five hundred ninety-four, which is one thousand two hundred and sixteen a month. Nobody could survive on that. I'll be honest. That is literally that's that's breadline. Yeah, that, that's struggling. So one hundred and fifty grand pot, and yeah. that, you know Elaine worked sixteen years at Diageo to get that um, that one hundred and fifty grand pot that she's got. So think about if anybody works forty years. I mean, I know some people have worked. Some of my friends have worked forty years, and and they were getting transfer values at five hundred thousand, and it was like, hey, take the money and run. Mm -hmm. um, and it was brilliant for them, and that worked yeah, perfectly. There were a few that got that at that time, yeah. yeah. Oh, five hundred thousand. Oh my God, you could spend twenty grand every year just to the five hundred thousand, and you've got five. You've got twenty-five years worth of twenty grand a year, and if you've got interest on that, then that's even better. And then you've got your state pension, which is ten thousand on top of that, so you've got thirty mm -hmm. grand a year of five hundred thousand. We'll talk about that a bit more. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going ahead of myself here. Um, but you, you're getting, you're, we're getting to the point where you understand where we're having to go with this. Um, even 150,000 just doesn't sound possible um, for retirement because that's including your state pension and you'll only have 14,954 in your hand. If you choose not to take that 25% lump sum, it'll take your annual income to 16,600 uh, and literally you'll be left with 16,094 in your hand. Mm -hmm. Which is £1,341 a month. Which isn't that much of a vast difference, really. You're not going on holiday. You're not buying a new car. No. You're not getting a new house. You're not buying any new furniture. You're literally surviving at that point. Well, 150 grand pension pot at this point in time. Later on, when the government obviously absolves themselves of any responsibility for state pensions, You'll literally be surviving on one thousand three hundred and forty-one pound a month. Wow. So then, what about what about the annuity option for that? Unless you've got the hundred and fifty thousand. Well, annuity is the now. According to this, you can get a monthly income of four hundred and twenty-eight, or an annual income of five thousand one hundred and forty-six. Okay. You pop that on top. Um, Money Helper suggests uh, online calculator. That's where that's coming from. Yeah. They, they, they're saying after taking twenty five percent lump sum, assuming your target age is sixty six. I'll be honest. Who wants to retire at sixty six? Flipping it. That seems ages away. I know. Christ, I retired at thirty eight, and I still think I worked too long. But that's I, because you know why that is, Richard. That's because I was around people that were retiring at twenty five years old. Mm -hmm. And when I looked at people retiring at 25, I was going, what the hell am I retiring at 38 for? I should have been retiring a lot, a lot earlier because that's people I was learning from at that time. But you're saying um, that, that's, that, I mean, that's assuming like, that's, that's you're assuming you're retiring at 66, you're single, you're in good health, um, and you want the value to increase with the, 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 um, the price index. Let me say something. What is the likelihood of you having good health at 66 year old? I mean, hopefully I would be, but I know like, People that you have knees of an arc. I'm 57 and I've got knee problems already. 
I, I know what's causing that. Money problems. <laughs> money problems are just muscles. Yeah, that's all. I just need to build my muscles up. That's all. There's nothing wrong with my knees, but there's a lot more ailments that happen when you get beyond fifty, and you have to build muscle mass in order to support all your joints because they decay and yeah. they deteriorate. So that's why you have to continue to build your muscle mass around your joints to protect them or you'll have all these different ailments like arthritis and all the rest of it after that. Mm -hmm. So that's all the things you've got to look forward to at 66 and you're retiring. Now, do you honestly think, think about if you ever watched, did you ever watch the film Dudley Moore and Bo Derek? 10? No. Well, they both ran along the beach. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they ran along the beach and met and cuddled and he picked her up and flew around in his arms. What's the likelihood of you doing that at 66 year old? <laughs> that ain't happening. Yeah. You're certainly not going to be throwing her down in the sand and doing something else because that ain't happening either because you'll probably know, you'll know what to do <laughs> at that age, <laughs> possibly. But I'm making light of this, but literally yeah, but at 66 year old, yeah. a lot of people are actually look at themselves at 66 year old and they're written off. A lot of people right now, it used to be my class. When I look at them now, I think, flipping it, 57 year old, you're a write off. Mm -hmm. Never but, mind. But, yeah, and a lot of people, I mean, people might not even make it. Yeah. And so that's that you, you've got nothing to live on at this point in time. Now, this isn't a, this isn't an advert for throwing caution to the wind and just pissing it up against the wall and living life to the fullest. This isn't what this is all about. This is give, this is a reality check to everyone. Yeah, this is me. And Richard, this is you and I, Richard, saying to everybody, you need to seriously look at your pension provision. Yeah. If you're young or if you have children, you need to look at their pension provision now. Children's pensions are available and they're very, very minimal in charges every year. And the uncles, aunties, grandparents, mums and dads can contribute to that. And it, it, gives, it gives a top up of tax every single year. Please do that. I know Gary's done it. Gary's yeah, yeah, Gary. Gary, I'll, I'll Gary is more than likely Gary is one of the five percent group. I could guarantee you that. You know, Gary might not think that at this point in time, but the reality is he's chosen to put himself in that group, and at some point in time, he'll build that wealth to the point of financial freedom or super wealthy rich. That's the one percent, four percent is financial freedom, yeah. and that's only that's a choice you have to make, and that's done by your habits. Excellence is not anything learned. It's a succession of habits that leads it to being excellent. That's all it is. And it's the same with saving for the future and investing for the future to make sure you've got enough money to retire on. So let's look at your, you said, you said the annuity um, and we go on to say that and let's, we, we talked about the annuity, didn't we? Yeah. And we talked about the 150,000 price point in the nutshell, yeah. 150,000. This is what it gives you just to summarize. And we'll go into 500,000 next. Yeah. Draw down monthly income after 25% tax free allowance is 375 quid. 375, yeah. For some people, that's their messages for a week. Yeah. That's their shopping for one week, 375 quid for a family, for some people. And that's literally what you're retiring on. Oh, I'll not have my family and everything else now. But you'll still have all your water bills, your everything else is going to come with your utility bills, your council tax, and everything like that. Oh, but I'll be retired and I'll get no, didn't put this to chance. Learn what I've said before, please, for God's sake. 
the, annu the annuity uh, monthly income after 25% withdrawal is £428. And it's again, it's assuming you, you withdraw 4% a year after retiring at, at 66. 66, yeah. You're retiring at 66, you're too late. You need to do something now to retire early. For Again, for younger people, you'll not be retiring at 66. By the time you get to it, they'll probably be, they'll probably be saying it's 70. I don't want I don't want to work to 70. I choose to work to 70 yeah. and I'll work for the rest of my life. But I've got a choice whether I want to work or not. And I think the fact that you've got the choice to do it makes it more exciting and makes it more it makes it, it makes it more makes you more happy in the whole and content about the whole thing. It's when you yeah. don't have to do it. It's when you when you no, it's when you have to do it every single day. I remember at Macintosh when I used to sit there, they had these they had these blanked out windows because the sun kept blaring in. So they put mirrors on to sort the sun glaring in. But the problem was everything looked dark outside. So every time it was out, and then they had this bit in the corner that had broken glass, and it was just a wee tiny bit, and the sun shone through that. And I generally got to the point where I thought it was in a prison. Because I looked at that window and I looked at the flipping heck, it just looked dark and dingy. And then I looked in that wee bit in the corner and the sun ray came in there straight away and I thought, why am I here? <laughs> that's, how, yeah. that's how bad it got for me but at that point I knew I could I, could, I knew I could walk away I knew I, I was earning six times more income than I was in my job yeah and part time <laughs> it's like that's mental and I still thought I needed to work it's like are you nuts Jim get yourself a bit in the job it's, it's ingrained in people to think that that's the way it has the way it should be that's but, what I was always told yeah you work till you're 65 and then after that, you just bite just down until you die. That's literally that's literally how I grew up. That's what everybody was told. Work till you're 65. So it's the home to work thing. You go to school, you stick in at school, you get an education, you come out of education, you get a job at 16, or you maybe go to uni and then get a job. And then after that, then what you do is you work for the next 40 to 50 years. And then you retire. But the only thing stopping everybody from retirement, it's nothing to do with age. It's everything to do with money. Money. Nailed it, Richard. Retirement is everything to do with money. And if you've built enough pension fund up, you can retire up a hell of a lot earlier than everybody else. Company pensions will not save you. Everybody else has got them as well. You just have the same standard of living as everyone else yeah and that's exactly what they've got right now so even though you accumulate all that wealth everybody else is accumulating the same wealth in their company pension as well and when you all get to retirement age you'll have the same income to spend and therefore all the prices will move up to that price point exactly what's happened now after covid and and you speak you, you spoke there, Jim, about these the, like the guys for Diageo and they're, they're walking away with five hundred thousand and things. And we're going to look at that just finally, like the five hundred having a five hundred thousand pound pension pot. And I mean, people will think half half a million pounds, and that feels like a lot of money to have invested in you. And, and but I mean, how far will it actually get you? Uh, I'll be honest. I'll be honest, Richard. I think it, you need at least a million to retire now. I think you need at least a million to retire of a comfortable lifestyle. We've got to talk about what 500,000 gives you. And some people might think, oh, I would love that. Um, mm -hmm. But I think you need a million. And I, and I, 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 this is why I, I, I'm basically begging people for to take out pensions for their children now from birth. 
because the compounding wealth on a pension is huge. It will literally be, uh, and we've got a show on this before. Yeah. Um, it, we proved beyond a shadow of a doubt. If you take it out for a child at birth, um, and you put two thousand eight hundred eighty, you don't need to put that in, and they top it up. It, it comes to over fifty years, one hundred forty-four thousand. You've put in over fifty years. Now your children could end up putting it in because they'll start working. You could just take away the liability from yourself, and they put it in. So at one hundred forty-four thousand, they put it in, and I think it ends up topping up to one hundred sixty-five with the government. With their contribution, but you're putting 144,000 in, and two percent increase it comes out something like 400,000 a pension pot. 400,000 a pension pot, by the way, and you're only putting 2,880 in every year for from birth for 50 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally in 50 years, in 50 years time, 2,880 will probably buy you a pint of milk. <laughs> so it's about it's about perspective because it's not yeah. 2,880 in today's money; it's just 2,880 in that time. So that's how we're looking at it. So it's going to, that 2,880 is going to deplete in value over the years, but it still shows the example. So up 2% improvement every single year in growth is, uh, and UK equities, by the way, is 4%. Uh, 2% improvement is um, uh, 400,000. Yeah, I think it's around about that. A 5% increase every single year brings you to around about 900,000. But a 10% every single year brings you to about 6 million. Yeah, it's crazy how it jumps. <laughs> it's the yeah. same money. 10% yeah. every single year a compounded brings you to about 6 million rather than 400,000 at 2% every year. And all it is is compounded at a higher rate. Yeah. That's how it's that's how it's important to take it out now for your children. To get financial advice, take something out now, start now, even if it's 50 quid a month, even if it's 10 quid a month. Something's better than nothing. Because it gets them in. It also gets them into a plan of, oh, I've got a pension. Great. I need to contribute. Teaching your children that they've got to contribute to the long-term effect. So when they get a job, what do you think they do? They just, it's normal. Mirrors. It's normal. My mum and dad took the pension out for me. It's normal for me to save into that pension for my Mm. retirement. Tell you what, if you're not around when they retire, they'll be looking back and thanking you for what you've done for them and what you've taught them from an early age. So what does 500,000 give us? So, yeah, so if you've got a 500,000 pension pot, and if you took, like we said, the 25% uh, tax-free lump sum, you'd be left with 100, Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. And then you'd be left with um, 125,000 to spend um, or save or invest. Do you know, like like you say, Jim, people might choose to invest in property or, or do something. Do you know what I mean? You, you've got that option to do that. And then you'd be left with it with a uh, with a three seven five. Okay, so your estimated income would therefore be fifteen thousand a year. Okay, can I just say one hundred twenty five grand? That pay my mortgage off. Yeah. So because my mortgage is one hundred twenty five grand, and I keep that for a reason because you know I can make more money with one hundred twenty five grand rather than rather than having to pay the mortgages a cheaper option when I can make more money. See how I look at this. Look at I can make more with that money, so why the hell would I pay down my mortgage now? Mm-hmm. And if, if if it comes the other way, then all I do is I cash in what I'm making money on, and then I go and pay my mortgage off. Yeah, if you need to, job yeah. done. It's a win-win situation. I put myself in in that in that respect. So 125 grand would pay off my mortgage, so I wouldn't have that anymore. Now the mortgage for me right now is round about 800 quid. I have an offset mortgage, so it's, it doesn't cost me anything. I yeah. just actually put that 800 pound to bring the equity down, the loan, because that's yeah. how they do it on an offset. 
So you've got 375,000 left. Uh, your estimated annual income, therefore, would be 15,000 a year yeah. uh, or 1,250 quid a month. That's pish. <laughs> 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 yeah. Honestly, I, I didn't get any other word for that. Well, I, when you look I could say the brilliant Scottish word. That's shite. <laughs> I know, it's but like, you look in comparison to the other amounts, and then you think, could you were, I, I was, you're expecting that to be a lot more when you talk about starting with a, a, a cash pot of five hundred thousand. You've good, accumulated five hundred thousand. You've got one hundred twenty-five quid, one hundred twenty-five grand of cash. Uh, yeah. Somebody will go and run and buy a Lamborghini or something. Like that. Well, you'd be struggled, but you get a second-hand one um, or a great car, and that's all gone. Um, and therefore, they've got nothing left except fifteen thousand a year or one thousand two hundred fifty a month. Uh, before tax, yeah. um, again, yeah. assuming you're sixty-six year old. Yeah, and the four percent a year, obviously. But let's say uh, let's add the state pension to it then. If if yeah. you're eligible, if, I mean, like I say, when I get to that age, I don't think I will be eligible. I don't think it will even exist. But we'll, time will tell. But let's say your total annual income yeah. is twenty-five thousand six hundred, mm -hmm. or two thousand one hundred and thirty-three a month. Again, your earnings above the personal allowance, so have to be taxed. So you'll literally get just over, just under twenty-three thousand. In your hand every year, that is still crap. That's it's a five hundred thousand pension. Yeah, I was just going to say it's not what you're going to you're expecting to get for a five hundred thousand pound pension pot. If you choose not to take the twenty five percent, so leave it in there. You've got an annual income. Your private pension would be twenty grand. Now we're talking. When we get to yeah. twenty grand, I like that number. It's a nice mm -hmm. round number. Everything up yeah. from there. Um, so add an estate pension, take your annual income of 30,600. Now that's getting nearer the average yeah. than now. That's more acceptable. Um, but basically you've got nothing else other than that, that income. So literally that's assuming that you'd remember that you're retiring at 66 year old again. Mm -hmm. So in order to retire at 66 year old with a half a million pension pot, you'd get 30,600. You'd only be left with 28,000 in your hand just under because it has to be taxed at this point in time. Yeah. But you've got that's it you get 28 grand for the rest of your life you're not really doing anything you could probably you know but what could you do for 28 grand suti says is this a scam pensions definitely are a scam <laughs> <laughs> that was a great, it is, pensions are a scam <laughs> but it's what we've, it's the hand we've been dealt and it's the hand that most people have been dealt with companies and the fact that they've they've been told that they whether they like it or not the government, the UK government, has actually pushed people into pensions. You're maybe saying, is this a scam, what you're talking about? <laughs> if you it think it's a scam, scam, don't listen to us at all. We couldn't care less. From, it uh, won't affect my income. Yeah, we took this from an article. Was it the Times this was from? Jim? It's from the Times. So this is the Times a couple of months back. Because uh, obviously TikTok's joining in uh, every now and again. They're joining in. Yeah. So no, it's not a scam. It's an article from the Times about pensions. And it's about... If you retire on 37,500, which is the average pension right now everybody's got in the UK, what would you get? If you had nothing, basically, you'd be on the breadline for the rest of your life. If you'd probably even be near the breadline, you'd be probably worse off than somebody in a third world country. Um, if you retired on 150,000, um, what pension pot, what would you get as well? Now we're talking about 500,000 if you retired. Yeah. So if you retired, you'd probably get about 28 grand in your hand every year to survive on but again 28 grand's no much you'd have to assume then that you've got a brand new car at that point in time so you don't really need it and if your company gives you a payoff for a brand new car um if if possible a wee golden handshake if 
you which is very unlikely for most companies um, but you never know you could you could you could wish you could live in hope please don't live in hope it'll never happen and if it does happen it's a bonus so make sure you plan plan for the best anyway and uh, and everything else is a bonus after that um so your net income 28 grand but still you're below the average income that nobody can afford to live on and yeah, you're 66 years it. old and you're 66 year old you've worked all your life and you'll be thinking to yourself i quite fancy going to do something now mm-hmm. right. when you really got a bit we do that on 28 grand a year yeah you'll struggle yeah you'll struggle and that's a half a million pension pot hence the reason why i say you'll have to probably build up a pension pot at this point in time to to, to retire or have even some even prospect at like a million it has to be mm-hmm. i think uh, I mean, there, there's proponents out there saying how to live a really good lifestyle. You've probably got to have at least five million to be in your pension pot, um, and and that is really good thing. But but again, speak seek financial advice. But for people out there that actually are listening to this, they're listening to this podcast, and they're thinking to themselves, "God, it's like this is doom and gloom. This is is this a scam?" It's like reality. Don't listen to us. Go and get the facts. Find out from your pension providers. Find out from the you know the the the, the people that know what they're talking about in terms of pensions. Um, the people that are uh, have, are authorised by the governments wherever you are. Uh, this is um, somebody in the possibly in the US. Yeah, you're. Uh, I'm assuming Peter's Peter. I'm not really sure where you are. I'm 26 and I'm aiming for 1.5 million at 55 with Lisa with Lisa, oh, Lifetime Investment Savings Lounge, or something like that. Yeah, Lisa. And my DC pension, I'm not really sure what DC pension, defined contribution pension. We're going to make assumptions there. Uh, Thanks, Peter. Um, Yes, I think that is, yeah, you're 26 year old, and I would be aiming for at least 1.5 million at your point in time. That has to be the case. Uh, Yeah, he said yes, it is. Gary also makes a good point as well when he's saying, obviously, I think pensions are a great part of the plan, but not the whole plan. And there needs to be something else coming. Mm. This is why this is why we talk about, and uh, there's no surprise, and we are estate agents and letting agents, and this is why we talk about um, investing in property. Yeah. Investing in property set me free, Richard. Um, mm-hmm. I literally don't need to work another day in my life, and I'll still have money coming in. And I had talked about it when I was walking on the beach yesterday and said to myself, by the time I came out here and by the time I go back, my net worth has actually gone up. Yeah. But I've actually not done anything, really. And and a year's time, it'll still go up. And another year, it'll go up. And the year after, it'll still go up. And it'll keep continuing to go up. And I have literally got no involvement in that as a result. Yeah. It's not based on my ability to perform anymore. This is why we talk about people about having side hustles. Um, and I mean, if it's just one or two properties, you might, and I'll tell you, when you start off with one or two properties, you generally start to go, wait a minute, this works. <laughs> this actually works, because that's what I did. Mm-hmm. It's like when I started off 30 years ago and I bought one property to prove that, and I thought, I'm just going to prove this model, because if it doesn't work out, I'll sell the property again. Yeah. I've no lost anything. But I've proved it doesn't work. So I thought to myself, I'll just start and see how I get on. And then after the time, after about a couple of months, I went, holy shit, this works. Yeah. <laughs> this does not, oh, it does actually work. And then I thought, maybe I should get another one. And then I went and bought another one. And I went, oh my God, this is the same thing. <laughs> this works as well. And then I thought, wait a minute, 
Now, at that time, I was lucky enough to be have my mentors before that, and they talked about the McDonald's system. Duplicate, duplicate, duplicate. Yeah. That's what McDonald's is brilliant at. McDonald's is in the business of real estate. They're not in the business of selling burgers. They say it quite openly in their report, their annual report, we're in the real estate business. The franchisees sell burgers, but McDonald's are great at duplication. And any business you'll see as growing and success over the years and still here, all they do is duplicate. They have a model and they just keep duplicating it everywhere they go. Greg's, classic example yeah. in the UK. Every Greg's store is exactly, every Greg's store is exactly the same. Every McDonald's place is exactly the same. You go to anywhere in the world in McDonald's, unless it's a cultural thing, for example, in some of the countries, literally, it'll be the same. Yeah, that is your burger bun, your beef patty, your gherkin, your tomato, your horrible bit, and all the. <laughs> it's like I'm not a fan of them. But I'm a fan of their system. Yeah. I'm a fan of Burger King's system. I'm a fan of all these systems. And the one thing I've learned over the years is that you've got a system that works. And you just keep duplicating it. And that's exactly what I do with property. It does not change. I am the most boring person in the world when it comes to investment in property. But boring pays. Boring pays well. Every single time. Boom. Money, boom. Money, 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 money. Every single time. Boring pays extremely well. I don't need to disrupt anything. I don't need to upset anything. I just need to be extremely bored and keep doing the same thing and duplicating every single thing. That's all you need to do. And that's what I love about property. So yes, I work day to day and I do, I'm an estate agent and I'm letting agents as well. And I do other things as well. And I speak to other people as well about investing in what they're doing. But I primarily have a property portfolio which I've built alongside everything I do, and it's always been my saving grace. It's like so whatever happens in anywhere else, I'm ability to promote like that, I could always come back to that. Notice I could say I could always come back to it. Now there's an implication there. I do not rely on that income at all. And I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't have I don't rely on that income at all. I don't rely on any incomes at all. To, to, to make any money, to survive. And and when you get to that point, you can only keep going up and up and up because once you get to a tipping point about where you want. Now, for anybody, you, you might want to be the millionaire, you might want to be the multimillionaire, you might want to be the billionaire and all the rest of it. It's like the billionaire, the reason I mentioned the billionaire when I'm 99, because obviously Charlie Munger died and he, he left 2.3 billion, he's his net yeah. worth. And I thought, okay, what would it take for me to get to 2.3 billion? And that's why I calculated it. And then I got excited because I thought, I've got 42 years. <laughs> <laughs> I've got 42 years ahead of me to get to 99. Yeah. That's what excites me. When I look at Alan Sugar as well, you know, Alan Sugar's a billionaire in, in investment property, but Alan Sugar's 25 years older than me. When I look at Richard Branson, Richard's about 20 years older than me. Mm-hmm. So they've got what they've got right now, but they're 20 years ahead of me. They've had a head start. So I get excited about that and the fact that, wow. The prospect of where you could be in 20 years. I, yeah. don't get, I, I don't get locked up in the principle that, why am I not there? So I'm like, he's had a 20-year start on me. He's yeah. had a 40-year start on me. So you're excited That's about the journey that's still to come. Yeah. Yeah. And you never know where it's going to take you. 
but you have to make sure opportunities is there. And, and this is what it's all about. So today we've talked about pensions and how it's important to get. Let me just reiterate here at the end of this, Richard, when we talked about this uh, 500,000 lump sum, yeah. clearly established, that's probably, you're probably just scraping it and no more at 500,000 your lump sum in your pension. Um, so that's going, so you're going to have to invest in something else to give you that return after that. Yeah. Okay, so here it is here. This is what they recommend you put away to have a comfortable retirement. Now, what comfortable is, I do not know, um, but you'll be able to read an article when we post it later on. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure on TikTok and, uh, yeah, I can on TikTok and Instagram. I could do that. I can go to the post and actually do it. I'm not really sure TikTok can do that because that disappears after, you know, as soon as you come the live will go away, yeah. So for your TikTokers, um, the article, stick that, um, jump onto YouTube, Wealth Creation Show on YouTube, and I'll stick that in the YouTube comments. Or you, yeah. if you're on Facebook, go to my personal profile, Jim Parker, or you can go to the Five Properties page on YouTube, and it'll be in the comments there as well, yeah. okay? Uh, that means we have to keep it running, Richard, by the way. Don't end it, because I'll have to post the link <laughs> in yeah. the post so it goes on live. Actually, I'll do it right now because um, right. I've got it here and that uh, copy. And I'm so going while to you're doing that, I've just I'll, I'll let you cover the figures. So, what are you going to are you going to give us an idea of what needs to be put away to have a comfortable? Yes, a yes. comfortable retirement. I don't know what comfortable is to them, but yeah. you know, um, the comfortable retirement. Here you go. If you're age twenty, you need to put away. I think it's I think that's one hundred eighty four quid a month. I guess yeah. So yeah. Age thirty, you need to put down two hundred and fifty three a month. Age forty. 351, age 50, you're screwed. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's, it's 591 a month. Quite a lot, yeah. And that's just comfortable. And that's just comfortable. Luxury, bit, bit, yeah, what about a different level of living, yeah. There's no way. It's no possible. So so you know, you, you and this is going to be a, a real shell shock to a lot of people. If you're age 20 and you want a luxury retirement, you're going to have to put £555 away a month. That's a lot of money to try and put away. That's mental, isn't it? Mm -hmm. But I did it. And there's, but there's people. I did more than that. Yeah. But I didn't put it in a pension. I put it into property. You invested it, yeah. Yeah, I put it into property because that was my pension. That's what I relied on completely, and that's what I knew with conviction I could build. Mm -hmm. So I took that money, if not more. We got all our basic living down in a thousand pound a month at yeah. that time thirty years ago. Our whole household budget could survive on a thousand pound a month. And everything else I had, including the money I made in my vitalettes when I was building it, was reinvested back in to buy more houses, to refurbish existing houses, to keep buying, keep building, keep building, keep building, keep building. Now, we proved if you do that, first five years, you've only got about four or five properties. But after 16 years, you've got 28 properties. Yeah. Wow. 28 properties. Well, earning at least £1,000 a month, £1,000 a year, 28 properties. That's 28 grand a year, and you're still doing it in your part-time. Because I managed 35 properties when I worked as a financial director myself and did most of the repairs and improvements myself as well. It would kill me, but I managed. <laughs> but you could so if it. I could do it, anybody else could do it on a smaller scale, definitely. At yeah, age so 30, a luxury retirement if you're age 30 right now and you want a luxury retirement you have to put away 722 pound a month age 40 1003 pound a month age 50 1690 pound a month you have to put away for a luxury retirement and that's at 66 by the way 
for the 20-year-olds, that's 46 years away. That's an eye-opener. For me personally, property is the best performing asset class ever. 8,000% has grown in the last 50 years. Inflation's gone up 1,400. Yeah. 8,000 versus 1,400. That is a no-brainer. Plus the fact, if you've got them rented, that's not including the earning, the money that all these properties have as well. Mm-hmm. So if you top that on it as well, the 8,000 now becomes a hell of a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, and I think a really good recap for what we've spoke about today uh, from our perspective as well, and I'm sure you'll agree, Jim, is obviously don't rely on your state pension. It might not even be there. Don't rely on a workplace pension. Um, think of it as an added bonus when you get it, if you've got it set up. Have your private pension uh, up and running and now, if not already. Um, get that done now, no matter what age you are. And I think ideally, even though you do that, you're going to need some sort of high, uh, side hustle or, like you say, property investment to really allow you to live at that diff, that, that level that you want to live at. Or you're yeah, going to be exactly. doing the basics. Can I close off about a side hustle? All these people yeah. that think that you know they don't have a side hustle. If you can do homers, if you're an electrician, a plasterer, a gas engineer, yeah. or anything like that, you could do homers for people. You could literally do one homer a week. Right, and that money could be invested into a pension or anything like that. And we proved on a previous show that a guy, it was night shift, he used the to go to the pub on Sunday a Sunday shift. night. Instead of going to the pub, he would do the night shift. He'd earn himself 200 quid for doing that. And over the next 10 years, he put that away. He had 100,000 or something. And he invested it properly. Mm-hmm. 100,000 just out of one night shift every week. One, all it takes is one. Side hustle, one home up every week of 200 quid, invest it in something, make it build, make it compound over time for you, and you will be in exactly the same position as me at this point in time. Maybe we could all visit Necker Island together next year. <laughs> yes, I am going back next year. Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> there's, there's a surprise. When you get around Richard Branson, you get around Jamie Siminoff and all that, and they're more than likely going to be there next year. And it's yeah. the, le- the lessons you'll learn. So we're going to talk about that on uh, Stephen Brown's Lunchtime Learnings. I'll share that after the show, actually, on my page, uh, on my personal page. Uh, um, I'm going to be talking about what I've, what I, what I learned in that week from, you know, just observing Richard mm-hmm. and also observing Jamie and, uh, and Lee and David of, uh, Lomparni, which is the Italian fashion house, yeah, leads Italian us does yeah. all the jackets for the rappers, the uh, Swarskoff uh, crystals. Um, most notable is Macklemore. You know, he wears all his jackets all the time, and you know, tags his brand in it and tags them in it as well. And uh, and some of the other people there as well, really down to earth. And I thought, God, you made a bloody fortune. It's mm-hmm. like I've missed something, but it's not. It's the very fact that you're around these sort of people. It then elevates your game and then you begin to see a bigger picture. They now become your mirror. Mm-hmm. And you think, wait a minute, the world's no flat. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Hasn't. True, that's what happens, literally. That's what it is. It, when I visited there after I came away, I thought, holy shit, the world's no flat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, bloody hell. It's like, and I think for me, it was the point of readiness. That yeah. was the perfect point of readiness. If I'd done that sooner, they would have gone, yeah. 
I would have been in awe. Oh my God, Richard Branson! It's like, can I kiss your feet? But, but, but not really to him what you needed to. to... Yeah, at this point in time, yeah, it all made sense. And and I I genuinely thought, yeah, I deserve to be here. And this is natural. This is normal for me to be about these people. Um, I found a peer group. I've been looking for years. Yeah. You know, I've been looking for years and years and yeah. years. It's like, holy shit, I can't find anybody in a peer group like mine. It's like, I finally found a peer group. Um, and I, I think it's going to be a good peer group. Good. Yeah, I'm okay. Sure we'll, I'm sure we'll we'll that, so the link is in the comments for everybody for this, this uh, article. Yes, on, my, on the YouTube channels for the Wealth Creation Show, on your public profile, okay. on my yeah. public profile, and it will be on my personal profile as well, but it doesn't seem to post it on here. But I will post it in my personal yeah, profile. Okay. Um, one. So if you click, if you're seeing it on one of the office pages, uh, just click on the main post and then go back into which will probably be my personal profile, well, and then click on comments. the comments at the bottom of that, and you'll see this article from the Times. A real eye opener for people out there. You need to make sure you have pension provision. You need to also make sure your children have pension provision because they will work till they die literally yeah and on that cheery note yep but that's good jim thanks for that thanks for everybody that contributed in the comments and on jim's tiktok and, and on here and keep me interactive and we'll see you all next monday again 12 30 for the verification show bye, -bye folks see you later Bye.